Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. This is your show. You dial in. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Otherwise, we talk about things that are interesting to us. Mark, where should we start tonight? Well, um, I, Pitbulls is where I want to start. Pitbulls, one of the most, I think, maligned breeds of dogs out there. Yeah, afraid so. They really, I mean, really, as far as collectivism is concerned, uh, the poor Pitbulls get it the worst, don't they? It, it seems like it. One pit bull, a few pit bulls go out and bite somebody, and now all of a sudden every pit bull is a dangerous animal. Yeah, the um, the, the thing is, I don't know, you know, pit bull isn't really a breed, and, um, you know, not, not what as is recognized it? by uh, the American Kennel uh, Club, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the only uh, arbiter well, wait a minute. of these things. Why is pit bull not a breed? Why is it not? Just because the Kennel Club doesn't say That's they correct. are? Well, maybe they're just too uh, snooty. For the pit bull. Maybe the pit bull is uh, too much of an underling kind of a dog for them. There's something called an American Staffordshire Terrier. I don't believe that's uh, recognized by the um, AKC. But um, you know, that's a smaller version of what uh, has become the pit bull today. It, hmm. You know, it's a type of dog. I, you know, it's, you really can't call it a breed. Well, it's difficult to say. People, um, somebody can, since there is no standard for what a pit bull is, then you... When you're standing in front of one, it's it's like that pornography definition. I know it when I, know I see one, it. one when I see one, <laughs> and I do yeah. know a pit bull when I see one. Sure enough, and I've met plenty of pit bulls that were fine, fine mm. animals. It's I'm, all about how the owner takes care of it. It really is. So, um, let's see. This is from HonoluluAdvertiser.com. But don't tell that to the pit bull bigots; they won't believe you. No, Bill would ban owning pit bulls in Hawaii. But its chances are slim, fortunately. The recent attack in a, uh, poli- uh, by a police, o- excuse me, on a police officer by a mixed breed pit bull terrier. This is a mixed breed pit bull terrier. Most of them are mixed with something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This isn't even a pit bull. Right. So at this point, you're going to be giving. You're, you're going to be DNA telling, test. What? What? How? What? You, <laughs> I mean, who's going to decide what what is a pit bull and what isn't? Um, has a renewed debate on whether these dogs, which have gained the reputation of being vicious and uncontrollable, have a place in society. Wow. Several mainland municipalities, such as Denver, Maryland's Prince George's County, have banned the ownership of pit bulls uh, following deadly attacks. San Francisco last year passed breed-specific legislation that mandates pit bull sterilization. In Hawaii, a measure um, has been introduced at the legislature that would prohibit the ownership of a pit bull. If approved, it would be a misdemeanor to own, possess, or sell these dogs. So now they're a you know, controlled substance, these, yeah. these animals. What, but, ha- what, what would happen to the people that currently have them? Would they be grandfathered in, or would they all of a sudden be in possession of contraband and would, would have, like with a gun, uh, gun bill, you know, two weeks uh, grace period to, to uh, turn them in for slaughtering? Um, do you do you think there's a is there a grace period for um, possessing marijuana? Uh, no. If you own marijuana from before I'm the marijuana ask, stamp, I'm back? just asking. No, this is uh, it would be a misdemeanor to own, possess, or sell these dogs. Wow. So, so you see the th- the you thing get to is, kill your dog. Right. It's, it's really nice. Just to, you know, kill the dog. So if it ha- if if they can do it to pit bulls, they can do it to any dog. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, when when is it when you know the next person's going to be attacked by Rottweilers, then by Dobermans, mm-hmm. then by 
Chihuahuas do a lot of biting too. How about by the poodles? Way. The little little dogs do biting too. Yeah, um, uh, quite a bit actually. Big dogs bite harder and you know do more damage, but little dogs bite more often. Yeah. So um, you know where 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 do you stop with this? If you're going to go after breeds, Let's go after cats. My cat bites me sometimes. Yep. Yeah, well, my cat will will bite you too if you yeah. uh, you know allow him to. He enjoys doing that. So it's you know, for one, you can't define what a fit pit bull is. Two. If you're going to go after pit bulls, then you're going to go after Rottweilers. You're going to go after Dobermans. You're going to go after all kinds of. Now, I grew. I don't. I didn't grow up with uh, pit bulls, but I did grow up with Rottweilers and Dobermans. And s- some of them were the nicest dogs you've ever seen. And some people train their dog to be attack. It'd be an attack dog. So, yep. what are you going to do? Well, apparently they're going to ban them, or if they get away with it, they will. And and the, the article says that it's not likely, but why? It's been done elsewhere. I mean, there's certainly precedent for the other governments. They mentioned Denver, uh, other governments around the uh, the country to have gotten away with it. This would be the first statewide ban, though, wouldn't it? Oh, good because point. Because municipalities have banned it, but not a state. Yeah, that's correct. Well, keep your eyes on it. Yeah, we'll find out. they say it's not, the bill's probably is not a high priority right now, but uh, you know, it, you never know with things I like this. I think it's so sad. I, I really, I mean, can you imagine? You would be essentially engaging in civil disobedience. For keeping the dog that you love, you would become a non-cooperative uh, if you refuse to give up your dog to be slaughtered by whomever it is that you'd have to do that. I guess you'd have to take it down to a vet or something like that and have it put down. Yeah, you'd be a bad citizen. And if you continued to possess your pit bull, which you might have loved for the last 10 years, you're a criminal? A misdemeanor, meaning up to a year in jail, I believe, in most places? Is what about right? What about strays? Because theoretically, especially with the cities that have banned this, if you have one particular municipality that's banned, say, pit bulls, you could easily have stray dogs crossing in from the, you know, the municipal lines, just a line, especially in an urban area. So if you have a dog crossing from one neighborhood to the next, what do they do with the strays? Obviously, they're not going to put them up for adoption. Do they just put them down immediately? I, I would guess, guess so. that's what they would exactly what they would do. But, uh, you know, and who it, thinks this is a good idea? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, please. I would love to hear somebody. Uh, uh, I've never heard this. anyone defend it makes, this. Makes no sense to me. At I've all. never heard anyone defend this, with the exception of you know whoever's quoted in these articles. Well, they're bad dogs. Well, no, they're not. I've had a pit bull and or a half pit or whatever the hell it was. It looked pity. It was a a little puppy. That'd be good enough for uh, good enough for them. And it would have turned into a fine uh, fine animal. Unfortunately, it had some complications internally and it died. But uh, it was fine. Just like any other dog. So dogs, I think, are a reflection of their owners more so than anything else. Same thing with uh, with cats or, or a lot of other animals. I think that how you treat your animals is the number one factor in how they behave. Yeah, and well, who could oh, who could deny that to be the truth? Siegfried and Roy. Un- unfortunately, you know, some people have picked the pit bull as an attack dog, and they do account for a disproportionate number of attacks. Given the you know the amount of pit bulls there in America, but that is a reflection of their owners, and it's unfortunate that you know people want to go after the dogs. Right? Why aren't they going after owners? If you actually had, well, you do have liability in place already, but it seems like they should go after the owners more harshly if they want to deter people from creating attack dogs right. that it, they obviously can't control. They they trained an attack dog poorly, or they used it on purpose. But by for the most part, it's people who create a vicious animal that's not actually trained i did you know if you want to have an attack dog that's fine with me yeah but i've just trained it correctly i've seen i've heard of people who put supposedly gunpowder in their dog's food in order to drive it you know make it mean and crazy <laughs> what 
Well, I don't know about torturing the animal, but well, I know well, that shepherds is, and This is not the purpose are... of torturing. It's the purpose of making it mean. They wouldn't, wouldn't consider it torture. They'd consider it training. Wow. Um, I've never heard of that one. Well, that, uh, that, 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 if you listen to convicts, that's what they'll tell you. Um, <laughs> So I don't, you know, I don't know much about that. But if you were going, if if you like the idea of having a a big vicious dog, you're not going to go out and buy a miniature poodle. You're going to buy an, a you know a big vicious type dog. So let's go to Dave in Athens, Ohio, listening to WAIS. Dave, how do you feel about all this? Well, a friend of mine had a Rottweiler, and it was the sweetest dog you ever seen. Oh my gosh, there's uh, some folks around here that have a, a Roddy, and I just I love it. It's just so beautiful and so nice. Yeah, so I remember friendly. a lot of times riding in the car when they passed, you see the dog's head sticking out. And it was getting excited because it saw people. It enjoyed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, nothing but a positive, friendly animal, but it all has to do with how they're taken care of. And how anybody could deny that is bewildering to me. Yeah, the person rescued the Rottweiler as a puppy because... People were, the kids were being cruel to her as a puppy. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame how some people treat dogs. It really is. And if yeah. you keep that up, then you are going to have a damaged animal on your hands. I mean, there's no doubt about that. If you if you uh, beat a dog or you starve a dog, you're going to have an angry, vicious, uh, unpr- unpredictable animal. Now, you mentioned offhand, and thank you, Dave, uh, Dave right, for the call. You. Mark, you mentioned offhand Siegfried and Roy, and certainly there are the few stories out there about an animal that snaps, about a you know a well-trained animal that just one day just lashes out. Well, tigers are wild animals. Too. That's true. But they're not domesticated. They haven't been like, domesticated for what twenty thousand years. Yeah. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But those are very newsworthy stories because they don't really happen very often. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates, so if you want to keep up to date with what's going on with Free Talk Live, you should be on that list. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com, and you'll know first when we've got uh, things to announce that are going on with the show updates.freetalklive.com in fact i sent out an update recently uh for the auction thing that we do every so often we put our banners up on ebay on the uh, the website and you can bid in fact there's one of them that's up there right now and you can go to auction.freetalklive.com to place your bid it's up to 51 bucks at this current moment got a couple days left and it's going to be for the third uh, banner on the website, so you'll get it for an entire month, and you know about these things first if you're on the updates list. So again, updates.freetalklive.com, and to bid on the auction, just go to auction.freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, we're talking about the uh, state of Hawaii looking at a pit bull ban, making it a misdemeanor to possess, to breed, to something else, to deal with pit bulls in any way, shape, or form, uh, could become a criminal act. In Hawaii, and I'm just wondering who out there possibly would agree with this. If you agree with the idea of banning ownership of pit bulls, I would love for you to explain why. 800-259-9231. We talked to you about what you want, and go to Walt in California. Walt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Walt. Hey, how's it going? You're on the air. What's on your mind? 
Well, I uh, actually have a little story about pit bulls. I am against banning them. Uh, I'm a teacher out here in California, and, you know, I try to always teach my students always, you know, don't question the facts, always look into things before you make up your mind. And I used to be very anti-pit bull because I did buy the media bias. Mm. And he's a pit, one of my students was a pit bull breeder. And a pit bull breeder, that's into, pretty unusual, isn't it? Uh, out in California, everyone thinks they're a breeder. Interesting. <laughs> okay, go ahead with your thoughts. So, you know, he got me interested in practicing what I preach. So I started looking, you know, first online and actually purchased the book as well uh, called The Pitbull Placebo, which details as far as media reports of vicious dog attacks. And the ironic thing is Pitbulls is near the bottom of the list. Really? Even though they're one of the more popular breeds out here. And what are at the top? Just out of curiosity, what what are at the top? Do you know? Um, you were talking about them, uh, Dobermans, German Shepherds, and oh, the big burly ones. Um, Rottweilers, Mastiffs. Yeah, Rottweilers. Hmm. Okay, so you're and, saying that uh, that pit bulls actually on the list of dogs, considering how popular they are, are relatively low as far as their incidence of uh, violence against their owners slash uh, people that come near them. Yes. And in those incidents that are reported that are pit bulls, turns out that most of them were either abused, yep. used used as fighting dogs, or chained up, which the, that particular breed, the pit bull, they really don't like being chained up for hmm. too long. Very uh, interesting. Very people friendly. And you said that was called the pit bull placebo. There's a, was it a book? Yes, and I don't have the author's name because I actually have it at work, but. Interesting. Um, very interesting read on how the media has distorted that breed, among others. I really, I really appreciate you calling to share that information. And I did. I was looking on Wikipedia about pit bulls, and I did dig up some information. The only place where I could find that they've had a pit bull ban and they've removed it was the Netherlands, and apparently they supposedly lifted the ban. While well, they announced in June of 2008 that they were going to lift it by the end of the year. Um, the Minister of Agriculture was saying that that was because there hadn't been any reduction in dog bite incidents since they banned the breed, which had been in 93. So huh. even over that period yeah. of time, you'd assume they'd kind of at least reduce the number of pit bulls with a ban. That's and it. it didn't, well, it didn't affect the, the number of bites. So Great not call, effective. Walt. Thank you, sir. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. We continue. You can call about what you want. Ziggy in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Ziggy? Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, right. Mark suggested this might be a good call. Um, how do I explain this? Back at New Year, you asked me if I had any resolutions I was going to make, and I said no at that time because I wasn't sure about this, but now I am. Um, I'm becoming a girl. Oh. Well, all right. And what's that going to cost? Um, well, it's, it's going to cost me... Uh, I'm not going to um, have the full operation. Um, the main reason. Wait, 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 wait. What, what does that mean? The full operation would mean your uh, You're gonna have penis to spell this out. I have no idea. Your penis would be removed, and they would yeah. create a a, 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 vagina. a vagina essentially. So you're just gonna go what halfway and just have your penis yeah. removed? Uh, no, I, I'm gonna have probably breast implants in the end, and you know, in all intents and purposes, look female. 
Oh wait, wait. Okay, so when you say it's not all the way, you're going to create uh, you're going to create a vagina for yourself, but you're not going to no, do the no, breast implants no, at no. that moment. No, no. There, there is a, uh, um, uh, a term, female or lady boy. Pre-op transsexual. Yeah, basically, yeah. Can, can um, you explain to me what that means? What have I? <laughs> what am I missing here? You still have right. right. It means bits. that you look you look female, but you still have, shall we say, um, a, a working penis. Huh. Okay. So, uh, huh? How how does that work exactly? You you're how can you look female? Uh, you, you don't mean you, your uh, g- your genital area looks female. You mean that oh. you're you're going to have breast implants and what else? Um. You know, I'll grow my hair. I probably will take hormones. I can't take too many because um, I would lose um, potency. The, the, the main reason I'm doing, I'm not going the full way, is because, believe it or not, you have to actually ask the government's permission to become a girl. Interesting. Um, you need a letter from two consultant psychiatrists to get surgery. Okay, so will you be able to go into the woman's bathroom? Yes. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't they wouldn't know. But as it goes, I've got a key for the all, uh, for the all disabled toilets in, in in Great Britain. Disabled people get that. So. Well, some people might notice that you weren't really a lady, but uh, but I think it's interesting. What 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 was it that made you decide to uh, to go this route? Well, I was diagnosed. The the, the technical term for transsexualism is gender dysphoria. In fact, transsexualism is a simplified uh, term. Gender dysphoria is a scale. Um, because not everybody wants to have surgery. I was diagnosed by a psychiatrist far, uh, six years ago, and at that time I wasn't able to proceed. I just didn't feel ready. Now I'm in a position of strength. I feel like I can proceed, because you do have to have a lot of force of will. Now, there is, oh, an, yeah. interest, there is an interesting story, which you might be interested about, about the psychiatrist who diagnosed me. Um, he was the only psychiatrist in the private sector you could go and visit because if you went, if you went, you could get, you can get treatment via universal healthcare. But if you want, if you, if you get treatment via universal, universal healthcare, you have to, you have to want to go all the way. He was prepared to um, prescribe hormones if you wanted to stay pre-op, and he got lynched by the medical establishment for it um, because he also did treat people who wanted to go the full way but weren't prepared to put up with the. Uh, basically, if you go through the universal healthcare system, you get bullied. You, you get told, this is how you should be. He wasn't prepared to do that. He felt that the patient knew best. He didn't. Let us know how all this goes for you, Ziggy, and especially uh, what it does as far as uh, impacting your life and, and how you interacting with others and what your experiences are like when you make the change. I thank you for the call. Uh, More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is in here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. 
That's wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. Have you been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adameve.com, get 50% off one item when you type in FTL at the offer code coupon checkout, plus your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. 50% off with uh, offer code FTL at adameve.com. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. It's Andy in Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andy. Hi, guys. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to give you an update about the school bureaucracy here locally. They, I withdrew my son from the local school district mm-hmm. and um, homeschooling him. Excellent. So in the last week now, I've gotten a letter from the principal of the of the school and basically what she said was because I wouldn't sign their paperwork at their manifestation meeting mm-hmm. to say that firm a suspected disability. Wait, to say that what's a suspect, a suspected disability? To confirm that there is a suspected disability. With your son? Right, and to initiate services. So they suspected that your son was disabled. You would not confirm that your son was disabled, so therefore you did not. You rejected their so-called services. Right. Got it. And so uh, we withdrew our son from the schools after they, you know, had suspended him again for the last time, at least as far as I was concerned, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she sent me a letter today that says, "Well, uh, since you didn't sign anything." I'm going to go back, and I'm filing expulsion papers. What does that mean? Well, she's going to have him expelled from the school district anyway, even though I withdrew him. So Which is petty. Yeah. Petty. So that's that's bad because it goes on his record or something like that, or what? I doesn't. It, it, you know, I was I was mad about it at first, but then I thought, well, I'll go ask somebody smart. So I talked to my wife, mm-hmm. and she said that, you know, what do you what do you What's the problem here? They're doing exactly what we want them to do. Now they can't come after us for this or that because they expelled him. Sounds you know? like it. Um, it I, I see the advantages. Uh, the, you know the, dis- the disadvantages. If, if you know something comes up, your life changes. You want to send your son back to to public school for whatever reason. It's going to be a difficult thing. But why see- would you want to do that? I mean, yeah, anybody because you? <laughs> your life would change in some anyway, way. Anyway, this other. I got another letter today by certified mail from. The supervisor of the Department of Exceptional Children for the school district. Okay. It sounds like Professor X's uh, school. That's what they call special education now. Got it. Anyway, she said that she's trying to get me to sign this paper, and basically this ridiculous document, all it says is that they determined that there is a suspected disability, and we basically refuse to act on it and refuse to sign any of their paperwork. Would you please sign this paper that acknowledges that you did <laughs> you've this? You've refused. So sign this paper that acknowledges that you've refused to sign our other paperwork? Right. And this, what, and I thought about it. I'm like, how do I boil this down to something that the layman can understand? And what I came up with was this lady is worried about liability in her job. And she told me as much when I talked to her on the phone the one time. She how wanted me to come in and liable? sign something. She's not liable for anything. She is concerned about being liable for failure to provide services for a suspected disability. 
How could no, she be liable? I think she's BSing you. If she's a bureaucrat and she's claiming it, it she's liable, matter. she's well, lying, I think. Well, it doesn't matter. And I, what I told her on the phone when she confronted me with this is, look, lady, I didn't take that job. You took that job voluntarily. Yeah. You know, what can I tell you? I don't, I don't have to sign anything. I said, what are you going to do to me if I don't sign it? What will you do? Will you send somebody with a gun to come and make me sign it? Good question. Oh, no, 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 no. You never do that. No. Oh, but I just, she's worried. And this is how bureaucratized the society has gotten. Well, she's worried about being liable. You know what it is? Either in her job or, or financially for failure to provide services for a suspected disability. I don't know how liable she actually is. I think that's uh, I think that's a BS line that she's feeding you just to get you to participate, just to get you to feel sorry for her as though you care about her career as a bureaucrat. Uh, What's maybe funny to me she- is this: the letters keep coming, so obviously yeah. they they're somehow feeling like they really want me to participate in at, on some level and. And, this is typical know, we, of uh, you know government <laughs> bureaucracies. I mean, they they their paperwork is very important to them, and uh, so you know if if they feel like they need your participation, they'll just keep sending you the paperwork because well that's what they do is paperwork all day. These well, there's administrators. blanks and blanks need to be filled oh, in. Yeah. They'll fill in the idiot. They say they're just going to keep sending it until the blanks are filled in. So uh, I think she's BSing you. I think she just put that down there to make you think that you probably should do this for her sake, as though you cared about her. Well, um, if I want to re if I want to re enroll my child in the school district next year or at any time i have to call the magic bureaucrat who is the actually the, again the high school german teacher so this high school german teacher either got to his job by glad handing or he went to college to learn how to run a bureaucracy which is worse so your plan is to do nothing <laughs> here right what are you going to do about yeah, this i'm going to educate my son and I've, we had to do the same thing last year, and I didn't. I don't think I did as good a job as I could have done. But over the last year, and all the ideas that that have come to me by listening to this and, and to guard and to all that other stuff, it has made me realize how important that that teaching self reliance and self responsibility to my kid is to. Can you see? I mean, Mark had said. Mark said. I agree with you. And Mark said earlier that you know something might change in your life. You have to bring your kid back to government school. What could you see possibly even uh, possibly drive? What kind of changes in your life could possibly drive someone who's made the decision to pull their children away from the government schools to go back? I can't. I see don't it. know, dude. I I already don't sleep. Wouldn't you what, do what virtually do have, anything you could? <laughs> Wouldn't you do virtually anything you could to keep your your son out of those government schools again? I I already do. <laughs> I can, I can appreciate that, but you know I thought about some contingencies now that I have a child, and what if uh, you know my wife got into an automobile accident and somehow the child wasn't in the car with her and uh, or survived the accident and she didn't or something like that. So I'm a single parent. I would I would bet you anything that. There are probably several dozen people within 100 miles of you that would be only too happy to uh, uh, supervise and educate your child while you had to perform certain duties in your life, and they wouldn't care about how it was regulated or, you know, the homeschooling community. This is where we get back to a private market 
solution. Yep, and, and, and there's a whole homeschooling community already that they do help one another out with, you know, if one parent has expertise in a certain area, then they are sort of used as a tutor for a lot of the other kids that uh, the parents may not be as knowledgeable in those areas. And plus, it's, it's also my understanding that a lot about homeschooling is kind of getting the basics down, and then once that's done, the uh, the youngster can go and learn on their own pace and learn the things that they're most interested in. And that does, to me, that doesn't sound like it takes a whole lot of parental involvement once you get past a certain point beyond just being a facilitator and, you know, driving them somewhere if they need to go somewhere, that sort of thing. Well, we'll put it this way. My boy is six years old, and I don't think that the first grade teacher at the, the government school is going to teach my son Newton's second law of thermodynamics, but I am. Awesome. Thank you for the call tonight. Really appreciate your story, and keep us in the loop as far as your uh, interactions there and, and your experience uh, in the uh, the world of homeschooling. Seems like home, seems like the homeschool kids are always the ones that are educated best. You know, they seem to win all the little contests and stuff. Right. I mean, it's just imagining. I mean, I'm not a father. You are. I, I can't even imagine as being a father pulling my uh, son out of these government indoctrination camps and then having to put them back in essentially the the, the box. Uh, that's a terrible idea, and I think that uh, you would do anything you could, Mark, to avoid that situation. I would. All right, more on the way. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800 800- 259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote the show. Get Help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a full list of the things you can do. Most of them are completely free. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, it's Indy in Connecticut. Indy, you're on Free Talk Live. To your last caller, I would recommend... Don't even get your kids involved in the public school process in the first place. Uh, my kids, when they hit four or five, we go strictly private, keep the government out of my business, and they can't diagnose you or throw any bones your way, so to speak. Um, but the reason I called was the first medical marijuana drug raid occurred on Obama's watch on January 24th in uh, Lake Tahoe, California. No, uh, yeah, and that's right. We that talked. One. We talked about that, and the excuse. I believe on the uh, the behalf of the Marijuana Policy Project was that, well, this isn't Obama, it's some holdovers from the Bush administration. So what we need to do is we need to email uh, or send some letters to uh, the president and ask him real nicely to go ahead and change up the DEA so this doesn't happen anymore. So they still believe that Obama is going to somehow stop this. Uh, Obama's going to change it? Apparently he did pledge to do something uh, to that. Uh, apparently he did say something about stopping it. I'm not Sure, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but uh, they they really believe he's going to do something, and they're just making excuses at this point. All right, I, I I actually believe that too. I don't believe in the Obama change message and all the other rhetoric, but I do believe that he's going to respect states' rights to uh, you know respect medical marijuana laws where where and if they exist. So I just want to you know bring that up again and uh, tell you guys that uh, it can't hurt to uh, tell your president what you demand. 
Well, they're, they're, he's not my president, and nor was the last guy. So I, I really am not going to waste my time with that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, the listeners may very well think it's a good idea, and I, I can except see... for the fact that he his number one question on his Change.gov website was what about legalization of marijuana, and his answer was a very short, very terse, uh, simple answer, and that was President Obama does not support legalization. So um, I've got a, I've got a question here. What uh, about the the people that uh, support medical marijuana, are and you know want to get in contact with uh, you know Obama and they're they're very very big on medical marijuana. Are those people you know going to support the people that want micro, marijuana recreationally? I mean, wouldn't it be not all of them? No, no, no I they do. wouldn't. What's that? I do. I, I understand you do, but um, um, and when you talk to when you send whatever missive it is that you send to o- Obama or his administration or whatever, um, are you going to say we should legalize marijuana, or are you going to say you should stop doing raids on uh, medical marijuana establishments, or both of those things? Uh, baby steps in my case: respect states' rights, respect their laws, and then uh, take a legislative leap to the next step as is necessary. Well, I, I can appreciate the, uh, the the baby steps, but now as, say, a marijuana activist who wants to, uh, you know, see it legalized everywhere, what's my what's my motivation to help you with your, your goal? Um, believe in my right to do what I want when I want. I don't smoke medical marijuana, but uh, I respect other people's rights to do so, and it transcends all of my personal rights. Okay. And that message can be shared pretty clearly. I just don't have... The, the thought to do it right now. Well, um, I understand that uh, you know that you have the right to do that, and I concur completely. I'm just wondering if you want the support of other people to contact Obama, um, you know. And I, 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 th- I think it's not a bad idea. But if you want that, don't you think that uh, when you contact him, that you should say something like, "I support everyone's right to you know use marijuana if that's what they choose to do." It might water down my message, actually, Mark. Yeah, I agree. So I agree I, that it would. But then, you know, that then that that begs my other question: is why, um, you know, why is it that a regular marijuana activist would want to help you with um, medical marijuana activism? I think most of them would. I can, it's, yeah, I can answer the question it's for India. Baby steps. It's a, it's a, step, in right steps. It is a, it's a step in the right direction. I think most marijuana activists would absolutely support uh, leaving the marijuana, the medical marijuana establishments alone in the various different states uh, that have legalized it. So I think that yes, uh, it's fine. I, I have no objection to helping the medical marijuana movements. I just don't really care to uh, send anything to this guy because I don't really feel like he's going to give a flip. So, I mean, I know how these representatives uh, behave in Washington, D.C. They don't give a flip what you think, so why would, uh, why would Obama care? Uh, so I guess we'll see, and I'm sure he's getting plenty of emails, and time will tell as to whether or not the DEA raids stop. And I'm glad you called tonight, Indy, for, uh, and thank you for bringing that up. 800-259-9231. Hard for me to be optimistic, considering his answer on the legalization question. He did say, though, essentially, I don't remember the exact wording, but he said something to the effect that, yes, if I'm president, I'll stop the federal raids on medical marijuana clinics or facilities in states where it's legal. So he he said that pretty explicitly. Didn't he run on a platform of peace, too? He did. Are there people dying from big bombs being dropped to them in Pakistan today? Yep. Okay, and just he wondered. ordered that. Yeah, I, I don't know why a lot of pe- people expected him to actually follow through on his campaign promises. Hey, but everybody, politicians lie. Yep. <laughs> po- Obama's not going to change crap. Mm-mm. 
Same old, same old. Just a few do, a few new faces. 800-259-9231. Oh, and you know what? I, it's kind of since we're talking about politicians, the uh, Hillary Clinton appointment thing. If you needed any more right. evidence. It's not even a few new faces. It's one new face. Right. If you needed any more evidence that it's a good old boys club and that they're all getting along up there in Washington, D.C., scratching each other's backs, just look at how many people voted for Hillary Clinton to be the Secretary of State. Uh, in the Senate, it was n- it was all but two. I think it was like 94 all, to two. A couple guys yeah, probably weren't there Some that people day. weren't there, exactly. It was all but two senators who voted in favor of Hillary Clinton to be the Secretary of State. But they, they're not even putting up the pretense of being enemies anymore. And if you, if you listen to the Republicans, I've heard the House leaders and other Republicans speaking, and they're essentially saying... I've heard a message of basically, well, we don't want to be the party of no, and we're not going to be partisan, and we're not going to, you know, we're going to work together with the president, and we're going to give him some input. Basically, the Republicans are scared, and they, uh, is is the impression I got, and they feel that, well, if we don't go along to get along, we'll lose our seats, which is what they care about. Is it the House or the Senate? Uh, that the it's House be, leadership was say, well, pretty much saying the that House we're going to come to heel. As the House leadership, you might as well, because, you know, or, or not. It doesn't really matter what you do, I guess, because you don't have enough votes to for yeah. anything to matter. As the Senate, you know, I, I would think that they would need – it would seem to me that they would want to be the – they would want to be the party of no, because they have just enough seats, apparently, to stop – But you but don't understand don't poli- care to stop it. Right. Well, point. here's what they want. What they want is if they're not in – if they don't have enough seats to do anything in the House, then they have to supplicate themselves as much as possible so they can basically bring their bills forward and scratch their friends back still. They still want to be able to do politics, which is helping their friends and punishing their enemies. And so they know that if they're friendlier to the Democrats that are in charge, they know that there's a higher likelihood that some of those Democrats will go ahead and vote in favor of the bills that they submit. So that's basically what they're doing, isn't it? I mean, they're essentially saying, look, we're doing – hey, we're buddies. We're, we're pals. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna vote for our bills too, right? Because we're gonna help you out. I mean, we're we're just we're hey, look, we're behind John Hillary and we're behind you over here, and just just get behind some of our legislation and everything will be fine. I mean, isn't that essentially what's going on? I here? think part of it is trading legisl- support for legislation. I think another part of it is that the American people in general, as a generalization, a lot of them don't like politicians who say no. They're of the opinion that the government can and should fix every problem, mm. and they would do it if only everybody on Capitol Hill agreed. Work together. To, right. They need to work together. And that's what people say. I, the last thing I want is the politicians yeah. working together. But that is, but a lot of people will demand that they work together, especially when you have now what's a, my, now a minority party. If they're managing to stop legislation, people are going to say that they're – Part of the problem that that you know if the economy is still bad because so this, Republicans are saying this no. is something I struggle with, Nick. I want to be able to say that, um, like Rush Limbaugh does, that that people are uh, you know that the, the, the general public is smart and that they'll make the right decisions and uh, I these think they can make things. their own decisions for their own life. I think they can make their own decisions best because they have the feet on the ground. They have the most real time information, um, you know, about you know what's going on and in their they lives. Know what they, want. they know what their motivations are. Yeah. They're the best right. ones to make. Those uh, those choices. However, many people would disagree with me on that point. But I swear, what I really think is that people are idiots. Like that's what I think. A lot of people are. And a lot of people just don't care. But a, a lot of the, a lot of people are just not. 
they're not with it. I don't think they're really taking an objective view of what goes on in Washington. Most people aren't looking at what you mean of the people that actually so, pay any level right. of attention. Because most people, people who, I don't think are right. paying any attention. Of the people who pay attention, I think a lot of them just swallow the rhetoric. But and more than half of them voted for the president. Not that I think that the the president it was supposed to be an office that just sort of enforced uh, the laws. It's turned into basically a king at this point. But I think I think a lot of the people that Mark you're calling stupid, I think they could be much more intelligent on these issues, but the government has an interest in keeping them in the dark. We can continue. We can continue this an hour or two. Uh, 800-259-9231 plus we'll take your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching an hour number two of the program, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their website. Enjoy ours free at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls, and then we'll get back to the stupid people uh, discussion, but I want to talk first to Glenn in Alabama. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Glenn? Can you hear me all right? Here you are. Go ahead. Okay, the reason I called is uh, you all were talking about pit bulls a while ago. Yes, yes sir. sir. Hawaii is looking at banning them, making it a misdemeanor right. to uh, to own, possess, sell, etc. Well, I want to make three points with you that I believe will uh, help you in your understanding of, of what uh, about pit bulls. All right, please. Number one, uh, uh, pit bulls uh, are registered. They but just ain't registered with the AKC. Do they, through they're one of these, registered, uh, through they're one registered these organizations the, like the USKC or something like that? No, it's registered with the uh, American Dog Breeders Association. Okay. And they have uh, long and highly respected pedigrees to go with them. Well, the ones that are real... And then you used to be the United Kennel Club, which registers now exclusively coon dogs, uh, used to register pit bulls, too, because I raised them for 14 years, and I had some of mine were registered in both both uh, uh, kennel clubs. You know, I should have uh, made a, a certain amount of disclosure when I started in that conversation. I wasn't really trying to get in, in a conversation about dog registration, but um, the fact is my mom is, you know, sits on a um, AKC committee, and... As far as right. I've been taught my whole life is anything else is like the the uh, dog equivalent of a, a paper mill for a college. You know what I mean? Right, but your audience don't 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 know all this stuff. And, I appreciate and you calling in and, and they, you know. I had two more points. Expressing, yes, sir. All right. Uh, the second one is about the nature of these animals. Um, you know, uh, if you take a dog out hunting and he gets into a fight with a a mountain lion or a bear or something like that. When you get him home, uh, he's he's not turned into a, a, a an evil uh, attack beast that's going to get you later. Uh, they act like if these dogs ever get in a fight one time, mm. they're not fit to be around people no more, and that's not true because these dogs were bred for the purpose of fighting, and they love it more than eating. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can just take two of them loose off the chain, 
And they ain't even, no, nobody got to say anything to them. Just turn them loose and they'll fly together like two magnets. But they're having fun when they're doing that. That's what a lot right. of dogs do. I mean, their, they, their, they tail is up, their tail is up in the air and they're loving every second of it. And, uh, but when, uh, now the third point is, uh, when, uh, the, the way it ended up now is when they made it against the law, uh, that drove all the good and honorable people out of it. Mm. And it left nothing but the drug dealers and the, and the, the dummies in it. Yeah, the ones yeah. that have no idea about the breeding, and uh, they indiscriminately breed, and they end up with animals that will bite. And they'll teach them to bite. Yeah. Sure, sure, or the or not just uh, drug dealers, uh, but also the, uh, the the people that fight dogs, underground fighting rings. I mean, a lot of times well, you're talking about the same folks, but yeah, yeah. Any any time the government gets into something, they make it into a criminal enterprise. This is true. Any time so it's prohibited, all the, good, all the good people get out, and it leaves nothing behind but the dregs of society. I say you nailed it tonight, Glenn. Thank you for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Paul in Texas. Paul, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. You got to turn down your radio. Listen on the phone. Hello. Hey, Paul. You're on the air. Hey, guys. What's uh, on your mind? Well, right now, I was talking to my mother right now. An inter- interesting topic came up about uh, this whole uh, sex scene. About a whole what? Sex what? About sex scene. Sexting. Oh, oh, sexting, where the, uh, this is, now, I don't know if it's actually the the teenagers that call it this, or it's the news media that has labeled it this, but this is the phenomenon of teenagers taking pictures of themselves, either naked or in, in their underwear, and sending those pictures around to their friends on, the, on their cell phones. Yes, I'm thinking it's just the news media labeling it already, mm-hmm. but um, interesting enough, exact quote from my mother is that, if you are under 18, you do not own your body. Your parents do. Yeah, that's until wrong. You're, until you're over 18, you can have your own job, work 40 hours a week, then you can do whatever you want. Well, it's true well, as far as legally right, is it, concerned. She's, she's not far from the the truth as to uh, as to what the uh, the law says, and you know, actually, it it really boils down to your parents and the state own you, um, yeah. because the state gets to tell you a lot about and your parents a lot about how uh, how your life's going to be. After you're 18, it's only the state that owns you, though. You know, but it's it's a, this it's this cruel thing that uh, that society and uh, you know your your mother was raised in society too has sort of foisted upon uh, kids in American culture is that you know by Every you know your, your mind and your body are adults. However, you're not treated like an adult, and you're not allowed to act like an adult. It's frustrating, isn't it, Paul? Oh yeah. I guess really all you can do about that is, I mean, there are some places where you can have an emancipation process, uh, but doesn't that usually require the consent of the parents? It, it you also need a job. Yeah. Uh, so your mom's one. not even going to let you have a job. Is that what you're pointing out here? Well, no, it's not that. This isn't going on with us, but it will, we were just talking about it in normal conversation, and I see. Just pretty much started to get into it. All right, so so at least she's not restricting you as far as what you can do. You can go out, you can work, you can save money, you can prepare to become a legal adult uh, in your current relationship with her, right? Yes. All right, that's good. She's absolutely right. I mean, the fact is, in this current society. 
parents do own their children. I don't think it should be that way. I think that you should be able to emancipate yourself at any moment that you choose, and it shouldn't require well, their permission. Any moment that you choose, and you can support yourself. Uh, obviously, if you try to emancipate, emancipate well, yourself and you can't support yourself, you're going to become running, running back home to mommy and daddy. Right, and then would they be? They would be able to choose whether or not to take your butt back. You're too. damn right they see, would. See, this is see, um, you know, it's <laughs> this. It, it all sounds like you know roses and rainbows on uh, this emancipation process, but the fact is. The real real life sucks. You know, you got to pay the you got to pay the rent. It's hard, man. I disagree. Real life is great. Being a kid sucks. Uh, look, having somebody pay the rent is a nice nice thing. Yeah. Th- thank you for the call, uh, Paul, and uh, good luck turning 18. You'll get there eventually. 800-259-9231. I I would never want to go back to being a kid. Yeah, sure you don't have to pay the rent, but you're owned, like mom was saying there. For I Paul. understand what you're saying about being owned, but the average kid when they go out and you know, the ones that want to emancipate themselves, usually high school isn't the highest thing on their list and then college after Probably that. Probably not a bad so idea. College is usually a waste of money. Likely they're going to be working for how much an hour? Don't know. I don't know. It depends on when they started working. 7 they... bucks. Tops, okay. and then how are you going to live on that? You get roommates. <laughs> like nine of them? Whatever it and takes. And then they steal your stuff and don't wash the dishes and never... I mean, you, you know what the kind of swill, like what kind of pigsty you're going to live in with other 18-year-olds? Hey, I'll, I don't know, Mark. I don't know who you know or who your friends were. I don't know. Maybe how, it's how always that way. How many roommates did you have when you were 18 years old? I am. I, do, I didn't move out until I was 20. Okay. And how old were your roommates? Around my age. You had good roommates that took good care of the places that you stayed? One of them was bad. One of them was good. Did you? Um, did they sign the lease or did you? I don't recall. I Imagine think we it's all real did. tough to find a place to rent with two 20-year-olds. I think we, I think we all did. It sounds real tough. Real tough? To what find a place to rent when you're two... T- I, I don't Are think you being I'm terribly. Facetious? No. Okay. I am not. <laughs> I am not going to rent my house to two 20 year old males. Thank you very much. I see. Unless I see. they are in a loving, caring relationship, and I want to see them neck in front of me. I guess it depends on how much money those two 20 year old males would have, huh? It would be that, and yeah. the vast majority of 20 year old males that aren't out slinging drugs or something are, uh, in fact. Broke. Well, the good news is uh, there are a lot of people that rent to young people because, well, they need the money. So, <laughs> college towns, for instance. Well, these days, especially, a lot of people are renting houses because yeah. that's the only way well, they can cover. What the happens is a downward spiral. There, you have uh, you have a place that's maybe on the the fringe of a, a you know not necessarily a great neighborhood, and the person who's you know has it isn't the, the you know the most attentive landlord. So they they'll they'll stretch their standards a little. Stretch the standards. You stretch it down to the younger people. The younger yeah. people, yeah, they 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 wear on a house harder. You know the the house isn't as nice. So then you have to rent to the young Raise people, the and then you've got the then, then you've got a situation where the neighborhood turns around. It, you know, frustrating. But all I'm saying is, if you want to be out, you should be able to be out. And yes, obviously life is difficult when you start and out. Sell your body on the streets. You've got to start a child prostitute too, right? Hey, whatever it takes to pay the rent, right? Okay. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo, including our newest Shriner, Abby. You can see all of that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. 
Uh, do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL, CAI, does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL, CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com, and that's SACL, CAI. As we continue with your phone calls, and we go to Shane in Kansas. Shane, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. Hey, what's up? Hey, Shane, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, man, um, just started listening to the show, uh, I don't know, online or whatever, but... Ever or um, just this evening? I'm sorry? Ever or just this evening? Uh, no, I've, I've heard a couple podcasts. This is the first time I've listened live. Very okay. good. Welcome aboard. What's on your mind? Yeah, man, um, you know, I, I kind of like the show because I don't, I, I don't feel alone in, uh, it certainly is easy to feel alone as somebody who is interested in the ideas of freedom. Are you still there? I think you got scared or something and hung up the phone. It's hard to make uh, telephone calls. It could, yeah. it could be. It just got disconnected. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it is difficult. Uh, when you are somebody that has discovered the ideas of freedom and it seems like the people that you're talking to are looking at you as though you're a crazy person, uh, it can be pretty frustrating. And so listening to this show can help. I, I mean, I think it can help with that to know that there are other people out there uh, that think in the same way that you do. And there are a lot of them. It's just that there are people that live where you are that feel that way. It's just that I think a lot of them also kind of believe that no one else thinks this way, and so they tend to tend to kind of clam up about their belief system. And if if you aren't if you're not talking about it a lot, well, you're not going to necessarily encounter those other people who are of like mind uh, when you should, and you won't ever know that they exist in the first place. So this can be a bit of a listening to liberty-minded people on the radio can be a bit of a reaffirmation for people. I think so. I agree. To what it, he said, I agree. Yeah. It's it's tough when you don't uh, have people that uh, you don't think the same way you do. You can be a pariah if you open your mouth, and you know when you don't, it's lonely. I mean, it's it's a sad statement about society that opening your mouth and talking about liberty means that you're a weirdo. But unfortunately, that seems to be where we are today. I mean, the reality is we all want the same things. I mean, most of us want the same things. Most of us want to live in a, a peaceful world with uh, wonderful uh, things that we can buy and, and, uh, and decorate ourselves with, and uh, we, we can spend our time doing the things that we're interested in doing. Uh, but I think most humans want similar things. It's just that the means that we go about to achieving these ends are different. Well, I think that a lot of it comes down to fairness. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's sort of a dispute on what's fair and what's not. And I think that that's where uh, governance really, you know, the rubber hits the road in a lot of ways. Um, for instance, if you're a conservative type and you're for the wars, you know, the foreign wars and that kind of thing, it's unfair that those Muslim types attacked us on 9-11. Well, I would, agree, I would say that you probably aren't in possession of all the information if you, that's what you think. Or, um, you know, it's unfair that you, you feel you feel that those people, uh, you know, the, the Muslims in general, want to take over, and that's unfair because I have what I want, and they're scaring me. Um, or the the Democrat types, or uh, you know, the liberal types. They it's unfair that the rich people have all the money when there's people starving in Africa and people here in America who you know can't make ends meet and blah 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 blah. You hear it all the time. Socialist rhetoric. That's not fair. Well, liberty is about really, you know, the fairness of the means. Everybody should be able to do what they want with their lives, and if, if you want it sh um, to, to make money, then it should be fair in order for you to do it. It shouldn't be that other people have it easier than you do. 
it shouldn't be a radical viewpoint, um, but unfortunately, we've come to the point in this country where it is. Uh, the status quo is institutionalized violence, and we are talking. Uh, those who believe in freedom are essentially talking about tearing down the status quo and replacing it with some sort of, you know, voluntary options, consensual-based uh, society. And for for people looking at that from their perspective of of, of thinking the status quo is the best that there is. That could be a scary idea because, well, change is a pretty difficult idea for a lot of people. I mean, it's something that's inevitable. Change is a guaranteed constant that change will happen, uh, but it doesn't mean that people are have an easy time with it yeah. necessarily. So when you're talking about liberty and you're talking about freedom, you might be presenting a very legitimate fashion for people to actually get what they want. But they feel frightened about what it could possibly mean. They feel frightened that, uh, and of course, there's the cognitive dissonance uh, factor where they've been told that this is the way it's supposed to be, that this is our system, and how dare you want to come in and, and change this system? It's the best system in the world. And so they could recoil kind of in fear of what freedom means. Of course, they might also recoil because being free also means you have to be responsible for yourself, and, and that's kind of a scary idea for a lot of people, especially when they've been taught that... That, well, you don't have to be responsible for yourself because government will go ahead and pick up the ball when, you know, when you drop it. Government is there with its with its safety net. And, of course, we've pointed out over the last show, actually, how government, when it promises a safety net, sometimes can just pull that safety net right out from under you with no uh, no apologies whatsoever, and there's nothing you can do about it. All that aside, I mean, we, certainly we have the evidence on our side. We have the morality on our side. Uh, but it's 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 a difficult process helping people come to the point where they can change their minds. And so I can understand why why he might feel lonely, especially if you aren't the best at communicating these ideas. And it, just based on how young Shane sounded, I'm guessing he's relatively new in general to the ideas of, uh, of freedom. And the communications uh, process is it's an intricate one and one that is worthy of mastering or, or working on mastering. And uh, it, it takes some effort to learn how to effectively communicate with people. And I think that's the number one factor. I mean, if you're having trouble getting people to understand what it is that you're trying to say to them, well, maybe you should stop communicating and focus on your abilities to communicate. Go to the Advocates for Self-Government, for instance, at theadvocates.org and pick up a book or, or an audio CD or something like that and, and work on your skills to where when you begin having conversations again with these people, perhaps you'll be better at selling the sizzle, so to speak. Perhaps you'll be better at uh, informing them as to how it is that liberty and voluntary order uh, and consensual society can get them what they're looking for where government continues to fail. It is possible to be pretty persuasive about all this, but it takes some practice. So I wish you good luck if that's what you're intending on doing. And you should. If, uh, if you love freedom... You should be interested in expanding your ability to communicate, um, even if you're kind of the you know shy bookworm kind of people that uh, you're kind of guy that wants to just spend some time doing research and things like that. That's valuable, and there's a there's certainly places within this movement for people like that. Uh, the, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, for instance, has uh, people reviewing bills. That's not a very public activity. It's something you can do very privately, but nonetheless, brushing up on communications ability, I think, is a worthwhile endeavor for anybody. That loves freedom. I agree. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. And coming up, we're going to talk about uh, innovation and whether or not it actually is. Uh, there's a story over at LewRockwell.com about innovation and whether or not patents 
are necessary for it. Some people argue that they are absolutely necessary, but are they? This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, and a webcam all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. .freetalklive.com and join us for the upcoming 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. It's put on by the Free State Project, and in case you don't know, the Free State Project is an organization designed to get as many liberty-loving individuals to converge into the same geographic region as possible. And that geographic area is New Hampshire, and it's uh, been the subject of an influx of activists already. Hundreds of free staters have already moved here and gotten active uh, for freedom. So for our last caller, we were talking with Shane, who felt all alone, and he said that listening to this show helped him feel better about that, uh, realizing that there are other people that believe in freedom out there. Man, imagine if if, uh, you were around hundreds of people at all times that believe that way. I mean, not at all time, not like in your bedroom or something like that. But imagine if there were hundreds of people around in the area in which you lived that believed in the same way that you did and were willing to do something about it. Because it's easy to find people that like freedom where you are, but are they willing to actually do something about it? Well, the people that are involved in the Free State Project are, and they are doing things. Uh, Many of them have already moved to New Hampshire and gotten active, created new opportunities, new networks, new uh, outreach opportunities, all kinds of different activism going on. More are on the way, and many of those folks that are considering coming here are going to be at the Liberty Forum here in uh, March, uh, March 5th through the 8th. It's going to be in Nashua, New Hampshire, at the Crown Plaza Hotel. It's going to be a whole bunch of liberty-oriented speakers, panel discussions, networking opportunities, uh, the keynote speeches. It's, it's basically a liberty convention focused on getting active for freedom in New Hampshire. It's a great opportunity to come up here. Of course, we're going to be there. You can meet us uh, but you can also meet big names, uh, people like and people that actually are very large, like Lynn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane. Uh, Dr. Mary Ruart is going to be there. Anthony Gregory from LouRockwell.com. David Berglin, former Libertarian Party presidential candidate. Keynote speaker, Richard Heller. They still have to announce another keynote speaker, and so when we get that information, we'll bring it to you. But go ahead and get on board now while you can still grab a hotel room, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. To get registered, use our discount code, which is 2009FTL, and save yourself 10%. That's 2009FTL. Great opportunity to meet the activists you hear on this show, as well as a lot of people that might be in the same boat that you are, and that is considering moving to New Hampshire. This is a perfect opportunity to come up here and feel what it's like to be around some of the best liberty-oriented activists out there. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum will be there and hope to see you as well. We continue with your phone calls. Glenn is on the line in Texas. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? What's on your mind, Glenn? Oh, brother, you're not going to believe it. You know, I've always heard Alex talking about Fourth Amendment, you know, seizure laws and all this kind of thing. Something just happened to me. You know, I have a roommate. I live down here in San Antonio. 
and it was quite shocking that um, you know I was I've, I've been in and out, go stay with a girlfriend or something, come back, come over, feed my girls, you know, my guinea pigs and whatnot. And he had some girls staying here, and of course, you know, he didn't ask me, but this is where there's a trust issue here and violation. Anyway, um, the feds popped into my house last night. I wasn't here. I had just left, and apparently this girl was wanted for federal charges, so I guess someone Uh-oh. turned her in. And what was wild about it, um, they uh, had a warrant for her. Now, they just came into my house, eight of them. They handcuffed Tom. And what was odd, they got her out and brought her out. Then they searched my whole house. Well, that's pretty strange. Yeah, I wasn't even here. You know, this is what was weird. And, uh, of course, you know, he's, I mean, when I got here after, because Tom got taken to jail on some other stuff, but he was let out because it was, you know, they wanted to hold him for 12 hours and harass him or whatnot. But anyway, the warrants, I guess, specifically stated that they were here for her. Right, so they're not supposed to be allowed to search for anything else. They were searching for contraband. My bathroom was flipped upside down. My bed was flipped upside down. All my paperwork in my office was strewn through. Files are everywhere. Well, you know, it just goes to show that they just don't care about what their own rules say. They have exactly. their own... Exactly, and Go they're ahead. breaking the law and doing it. Sure, but the fact is they won't be held accountable for it, and they probably know it. I mean, they probably realize that they can just go ahead and search... And okay. if they find some uh, contraband, they can confiscate it. They may not even charge you for the contraband. They might no, just they take. Didn't. They're just going to take it, uh, which means that, you, know. you know they'll go and smoke the weed uh, on their own or sell sure. it or something like that. They, they uh, apparently found something like that because they asked Thomas who it was, and of course he's diabetic, and they asked him about the syringes that he had. I mean, just nitpick. You know. the, re- the reality is that if they just go ahead and search anyway, mm-hmm. then you have to spend all kinds of time and effort to challenge that. It's oh. on, you know, it's incumbent upon you to hire the lawyer and to go through the system and to file the fees and, you know, whatever it is sure. that, uh, whatever onerous bureaucratic process it takes to challenge an illegal search, they know that you'd be the one that'd be responsible for exactly. that. And then even if you did succeed, and who uh-huh. knows how much it would cost you, even if you did succeed, none of those agents would likely be held responsible for it. Oh, I so. know. Thousands of dollars, you know, yep. years of tied up in court. My personal, you know, self-esteem, and who knows, it's you know, radio talk. Yeah, well, what can you do about this? It's just so frustrating. These men with guns can mm-hmm. just run roughshod all over your life, and mm-hmm. and you really just have to kind of sit by and watch it all happen, unless you just have a bottomless a bottomless bank account, which, uh, which you can and, and nothing but free time to go after these people. <laughs> and it was just amazing because I I asked him. I said, you don't. You didn't really know this girl, but why did they come? And he goes, well, I don't know, but, you know, they just went through everything. And, yeah, I probably would have would have just went flipped and then, you know, got real aggressive. And then, who then knows, they'll they would charged me, you know. With, the, uh, well, the, or they'll use your aggressiveness as an excuse to beat you or shoot you or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So and and this is why they thing, go in, and then this is why they go into people's homes and shoot at uh, the dogs, and this is why yeah. they threaten uh, your loved ones and they threaten your cats and things like that. It's to get you to act out. It's to get you to lunge. It's to get you to to mm-hmm. jump at them. So they've got the excuse to say, "Well, he jumped at me. Uh, you know, yeah. got to shoot him." Yeah, and what was also odd was that you know I have a, a male guinea pig. He's a nice, very lovely. He was. I couldn't find him for several hours. Then he came out, and of course, you know they're very, you know 
very loving pet. They purr, they hum. He was like all over me. And well, you're lucky they, they didn't put a bullet him. in him. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Mark, I know you've actually got a dog-killing story here tonight. Hopefully we'll get to that because uh, it's related to that. Let's talk to Jay in Louisiana first, though. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Jay? Hey, Louisiana. what's up? You're on the air. How you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, what were you eating a while ago? I'm watching you here on oh the computer. Oh my gosh, this is so irre- so irrelevant. I'm eating the various different things. What what's on your mind? <laughs> this is tonight? a bag of checks mix in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you were talking about politics a while ago, and people not being really aware. Mm-hmm. And, and I just wanted to mention: uh, Have you ever researched uh, our uh, chief of staff under Obama? I. Who is that? Is that Rahm Emanuel? What? Rahm Emanuel, look on Wikipedia. Yeah, he's uh, somebody who is all in favor of national slavery, forcing young people in America to become bureaucrats, the basically. The draft, yeah. plan for the draft. Yeah, this, Again, he, he's bad news. Called, There's no uh, doubt about it. Called, he wrote a book called The Plan. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we, oh, yeah we've talked about him also, on this show. Also, look on YouTube and look up Joe Biden, Zionist. Oh, boy, look the Zionist YouTube. thing again. You know what is it with the uh, what is it with the obsession over the Zionist thing? I just don't get it. Well, just look on YouTube. Look at that Wikipedia thing. It doesn't matter who we elect. We know who's running the government. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Look, I still don't get the whole Zionist thing. It usually seems to be a cover for somebody who doesn't like Jewish people, but oh, sometimes always. it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Usually, I, it's usually a, a hint. I mean, if somebody's using the term Zionist. You probably have a 50-50 shot, and it usually throws up a red flag. Yeah, somebody's a little obsessed, perhaps. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm more concerned with people who want to control others, whatever it is that their belief system is or their reasons. It's not so interesting to me. What's interesting to me is stopping those who wish to control others. Did the anti-Semitic callers come out after Obama got elected? Because it sounds like there's more of them now. (laughs) I don't know. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Who knows? Sometimes they come in bunches, you know, like the chemtrail people. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show. Getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and helping spread the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. So if you want to get behind this show and help us out, it'd be appreciated. You can become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, to sweeten the deal, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Com. Now, uh, by the way, AMP is available primarily, the, the intention is to have you get on a uh, credit card, kind of a monthly credit card subscription, so you don't really have, you even have to think about it. Again, you just sign up and it's automatically debited from your uh, credit card account. Or you can do it from PayPal, or there's some alternative options. I just had somebody send me three ounces of silver uh, today as AMP payment, so we'll work with you. AMP.freetalklive.com, that uh, again... So 800-259-9231 is the number here. Let's talk. Let's go back to the beginning of this hour where I'd said we were going to come back to the stupid people topic. Because it was in the end of the first hour, Mark, that you 
again expressed your view that people are just stupid people in general yeah like i you know that was the statement that i made and uh it's very elitist yeah to back up off of it i'll say most people are just <laughs> stupid maybe that is what you said that that most i don't think i said stupid. most okay well i i, I meant i meant it as a generalization and you know from my point of view generally it's just true uh, we've had this discussion before but i'd like nick to uh to respond how do you feel about what what mark is saying here i think a lot of people are stupid but okay. I don't, I don't, and it's not that everybody is stupid. Some people are just ill-informed on certain issues. Um, but I think if you're being willfully ignorant, so you're smart enough to know about things and you just choose really not to educate yourself, I don't see too much of a distinction. So it's not that a lot of people are necessarily unintelligent. They just don't inform themselves. And yeah, I'll, I have to say, I'll, a lot, not necessarily most, but a lot of the people out there just don't use their brain very much, you know, and they don't really think about much. You know, they're they're simple, simple people. They they're worried about their job and what's on TV. Th- and those are the only things pizza. that a person really should have to be um, concerned with. But we've kind of it, it bred into culture where people need to have opinions on everything. Well, you're a voter; you need to have opinions on everything. And I think that that's where think- it all starts. Is look. I don't care about you and your opinion on my life, how I run my business, with whom I hang out, and all these, you know, how much I, you know, spend on whatever, you know, and the fact is that people think that they need to have an opinion on what your life is about. As far as I'm concerned, that's just pretty stupid. Okay. I... I I know we've had this conversation before. We'd love your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Maybe you can swing it in in a different direction. But certainly... There are people that are of lower intelligence out there. I mean, I'm not denying that right. they you exist. You know, I'm, I'm making, but I'm I using stupid uh, as a as a broad brushing term for ignorant, nosy when you shouldn't be. You know, like all kinds of negative terminology. I okay, agree well, with when you. when I think of stupid, I think of you know slow and the dumb kinda, dumb. Right, yeah, not, and not that's too brilliant. actually the definition of it. And I understand where you're coming from. Words are I'm important. Not sa- I'm not saying that, but as far as I'm concerned, somebody who can look at the obvious, for instance, uh, you know, when you talk talk to a politician, you explain to them how what they're doing is institutionalized violence, and they deny it, and then you can give them example after example. Of the violence? You can back them into a corner to the point where they just say something like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Yeah. That person, okay, I don't know what the terminology for that is, but stupid is what's coming to mind. It's cognitive dissonance. The the vast majority of these people are college educated. You're not talking about somebody who fits the definition of stupid. But stupid. Well, as Gene Ray would I've say, got. educated stupid would yeah. be uh, would be well, accurate. Just because somebody has a degree doesn't mean they're a particularly brilliant person. There's a lot of just worker bees who aren't really interested in very much that right. have degrees. And to be honest, it's not so much for me that they. Ne- it's not necessarily about politics either. It's just. In general, there are a lot of people who live very unexamined lives. They don't think about their place in the world. They don't think about much except the very most basic practical things that they have to do from day to day. And I don't think that makes you the cream of the crop necessarily. It's not that that's bad. It's just that you're probably average. And okay. Average okay. isn't bad. It's not great. No, okay. Not All right. I, I definitely <laughs> see where you're coming from. And uh, and yes, a lot of these people that are focused on these basic things that you're talking about, 
can be very good at some of the things that they do, but they just don't have the, I guess, the wide interests that you would uh, you would hope that they might have, especially when it comes to the, the politics and this, you know, the situation of people controlling others. Obviously, we'd like people to be interested in that, but they're not. They're interested in their own lives and, you know, putting food on the table and, and, and keeping the power bill turned on, which I can understand. But I don't know if it's stupidity as much as it is programmed, um, as much as they are programmed to be this way. Yeah, but do, and, do you see, the fact is, um, you know, what I'm saying is that when you're told otherwise, when the, when the truth is put in front of you, cognitive and, dissonance kicks in. And so what is they the don't want to hear the truth I hear if it what could you're shake saying. their belief system to its core. Cognitive, cognitive di- dissidence is, you know, it's a very real phenomenon. I deal with it. Everybody deals with it. They don't sure. want to accept the truth when it's put in front of them. And But how many times can you put the truth in front of somebody and they have cogn- cognitive dissidence kick in and they're not stupid? You're referring to local politicians? Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of when you were uh, making the the example you were earlier, was that we've called this local talk show for a lot, basically. There's a show called Talk Back. We actually stream it on the Free Talk live stream. It's, the, it's a local show here in Keene, New Hampshire, and it's hosted by local politicos. And we've called and we've made... It, Point after point, just unassailable point after unassailable point about liberty. And some of them have been the same points over and over again. And sometimes they bring up the same objections over and over again. And I can see where your frustration is coming from, Mark. Like, why don't they get it? It's been put in front of them. It's been put in front of them in plain English. They they don't have anything to say to rebut what it is that, uh, that we have said. So <laughs> When you what? don't have a rebuttal, and but you continue to hold on to your own beliefs, what, I mean, where is that? I, that's a great question. It may I, not be stupid, but it's in the same zip code as stupid. It's around the corner from stupid. Willful ignorance? Uh, I'm not sure what the well, what the answer would be I, to your question. I'd love to have other people chime in at 800-259-9231. I don't think that people who disagree with the philosophy of liberty are necessarily stupid. They might believe in the initiation of force, but that doesn't make them stupid in my book. It means they disagree well, with it's me. It's stupid if you if you believe in the initiation of force and you believe that it's not okay that somebody initiates force against you. I mean, these same people, you know, it must be experiencing cognitive dissonance because they believe that it's okay to initiate force against mm. other people but not against them. They believe that the state, most of the people I've talked to who are really into the whole law and order thing are believe that it would be acceptable if they broke the law in the circumstance that they think the state should in, initiate force. They believe it would be fine if the state initiated force against them. Yeah, but it, it, in in that particular arena that you're talking about, however, if the state can step into that arena, then it can step into any arena. So, you know, today it's marijuana, tomorrow it's cheeseburgers, the next day it's scuba diving. You, you I'm not keep saying I think it's a it's a good philosophy to have. Clearly, right. I but don't. That's but stupid. Do you understand? Do you, I mean, how, how can how can it not be? I think it's a short-sighted philosophy, but I don't think that means you're stupid. I wouldn't call somebody stupid simply have, for disagreeing with me. I, I, I think some people that are that are embroiled in statism can be very brilliant. I think that they have been programmed by the government system, the government indoctrination camps, to not only be sort of cogs in the system, but also to believe that the system is uh, is good and that if you you know. 
know, you just put the right people in that the system will work. And you can make all the points you want, and they might be able to say, well, yeah, that kind of, kind of makes sense, but we have a system, and that's the way it's supposed to be. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're stupid. It means that they might be applying their brilliance to how they think the system should work. I Many understand. Many of these, these socialists, are, for instance, have br- these brilliant plans that so they've, they've been thinking about forever. So they've got this system that they think is so great, but then when you show them that their system is really nothing but a gang of people yeah. forcing their will on other people, but if it was and my then you gang. ask them, what if I get my gang together and shoot you in the head? But if it was my gang, we wouldn't do those things. Mark. But it's we not your gang. To- and, and, it and, be and, you're, and now we've switched from people who wish that the government would act differently to, from statists to people that wish the yeah. government would act differently. So now you've but got. But you're, you're also talking about points of morality. Would it be acceptable for me to do this? Is it acceptable for you to do that? A, a lot of people aren't too concerned with the morality of a topic. They might be pretty That's smart, true. but they aren't concerned with whether it's right or wrong. I mean, there's plenty of nihilists out there, whether they call themselves or not, that or not, and they believe that might makes right. Right, well, they if my, that. if my gang wins, then yes, I get to shoot you. And if you kill me, well, I'm going to try to make sure that doesn't happen, but I'll take my I'll chances. Be dead. There are yeah. absolutely people out there like that, and they could be brilliant, and, and you know, will, their brilliance will result in evil. Uh, their, their brilliance will result in terrible things happening. I mean, some people said Hitler was a really smart guy. I don't think that's actually true. I don't know if it is or not. I didn't meet him. Uh, more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. You can bring up anything. Would love your thoughts on this. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. We are launching into hour number three of the program. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, the features we give away. So enjoy those on us, those other talk show hosts. They charge you for their websites. Ours is free. Another great free website is our friend uh, Nick's at freemindstv.com. That's where you can go to get more of Nick on his show, Free Minds Radio, Free Minds TV, both uh, radio and television there. And that's all free. You can subscribe to their podcast. You can uh, watch their YouTubes. Or I think you guys are also on like five other Internet Meta video Cafe, sites. Daily Motion, pretty much any of the big ones. So head over to freemindstv.com and uh, you can get interactive with uh, Toby and Nick over there. It's good stuff. freemindstv.com. As we continue here with your phone calls about what you want, we'll start with Dave in New York. Dave, you are on Free Talk Live. Evening, fellas. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? Have you heard of a law passed in New Hampshire to tax all equines, which means horses, mules, and donkeys? Uh, $25 per year, and insert radio frequency identification chip into their bodies in New Hampshire starting, uh, I think, July 2009. I hadn't heard the part about uh, you know, chipping the, the, the mules, but um, I, I, it's my understanding that the, the bill has now... That, Shot uh, the, down, right? Yeah, the, the Free State Project members uh, that were very, uh, you know, very against this and you know, many liberty-loving New Hampshireites themselves uh, descended upon Capitol Hill, or you know, the, uh, the, the state capitol. It's not and, really on a hill. Yeah, it's not on a hill. Scared the crap out of the politician, and she, uh, she took it... She 
she rescinded her bill. She was just trying to help the horses. That's right. By making by just taxing you on them. Um, that I, helps the horses. I don't remember anything about the RFID tri- chip in this, but uh, it looked like just a straight tax on horses. There was going to be a license involved, like a dog license, and um, yeah, it, it was a bad bill as it was. I'm not seeing anything I'm reading about a. A microchip, but you know. I didn't look into it too deep. Uh, Derry Brownfield, who's a talk show host and a cattle purchaser, mentioned it, so it it could be hearsay. No, no, it was real. Uh, or, or you mean the the RFID thing? But the bill was real, and it's been shot down at this point. So thanks for well, bringing good, it up. Anything else? That. Yeah. Anything else on your mind? Uh, that's it. You guys have a good night. Thanks, Dave. Uh, thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just another example of. How things are just a little bit different here in New Hampshire. The uh, the regular populace is a little more liberty oriented, a little more likely to activate. And a great example of uh, how the Free State the Project free is get you know the the weak crappy bills, you know uh, the ones that you know are the, that, that could have made it maybe. We're able, you know, the 600 of us or so that are interested in these things, we're able to to stop those things. Once we can get some real, you know, a a real amount of liberty activists here, we can stop the big, powerful bad bills instead of the the crappy, weak little bad bills. Well, by that time, hopefully there will be enough uh, liberty activists that have been elected to the point where you're not just stopping bills, you're actually actively repealing legislation and things like that at that point. It's my goal. And it can get there. Uh, It can get there. I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the political... Political system, but I do believe that here in New Hampshire, the chances of changing things politically are much higher than in other places. I mean, the reality is that the New Hampshire legislature is the third largest in the world. Uh, there are the fewest amount of voters per uh, legislator in New Hampshire, I think, than anywhere else in America. Right, which means that you don't have to convince a whole bunch of people in order to uh, you know get elected. Also. You know as well as I do, the vast majority of people uh, go out and and they they when they when they vote they don't know who the hell they're voting for. Yeah, that's they true. really don't know. I mean, uh, think about it. When it, it, I don't know Ian, I don't even know what it's like for you when you voted, but I can tell you I've gone into voting booths and thought to myself. Hmm, don't know what I'm going to do here today. I know the governor. I know the the president. I you know I I don't I may not even know my senators or my representative in the state. Yeah. For, not in not the state rep on the state level, but for the state to the the Congress and mm-hmm. uh, the federal government. So when you start talking about city councilors and uh, you know <laughs> state house reps in New Hampshire, where there are 400 of them in a state of 1.3 million. Yeah. People just don't know, and so they're either going to go up and down, uh, you know, the columns. Like, I, I, admittedly, that's mostly what I did. I just picked Republicans, and you've got a shot. You've got a real shot. In many cases, for state representative, I know in some places they run unopposed. So you've got the incumbent. If nobody's going to run against them, and you're in that area, if if that's something you'd like to do, and you're interested in influencing things through the political system. Throw your hat into the ring because having your name in whatever column is opposite theirs, you at least stand a fairly decent shot of getting the votes, even if you don't campaign very right, hard. Right, even if you don't put signs out. Uh, what's it cost to run here? I know for running an, a how local much do you want to spend? Right. Well, it, uh, what I'm saying the is the filing fee, the cost two dollars for, the... for city councilor. I uh, think w- state rep might be like five or ten. It's not right. much. It's nominal. <laughs> we're, we're talking about single digits here in my town. It's one dollar to run for an office. Yeah. 
So there you go. Uh, so things are a little bit better up here in New Hampshire, and they'll keep getting better as more activists come here. I mean, we only have a, a few hundred people who have moved at this point. I think more people are going to move this year than have probably moved in uh, years past, and we're going to see that number continue to go up. Uh, and when we're up to a couple thousand activists... It's mind-boggling to even think about all of the opportunities for uh, for changing things in a more positive, voluntary, pro-freedom direction. It's really amazing to even think about. So head over to freestateproject.org when you get a chance. We continue with your calls and talk to O.J. listening in Nebraska. O.J., you're on Free Talk Live. Evening, gentlemen. How are hey. you doing? What's on your mind tonight, O.J.? Well, uh, I've heard you say this phrase repeatedly. Uh, you're talking about government. Destroying people's lives, and yes, I'm just wondering where where do you set the bottom line for destroying? The destroyed, yeah. Where where does where does a life get uh, you know just from being uh, upset or uh, disturbed to destroyed? You know what? You're right. Uh, there's no that's, real fine line that's there. That's Ian's phrase, not mine. It, it's certainly uh, it, it's certainly be, being utilized for the, the exaggerate for exaggeration purposes. However, I would say that. Any level of interference, unwanted interference, is at some level destruction of one's life. So do I mean their lives have been completely decimated to the point where they cannot turn it back around and, and, and pick themselves back up? Not necessarily, but it is destroying one's life if it is my intention to go about my life doing what I want to do, and then all of a sudden men with guns decide to come into the picture and make demands of me, my life in that way, my freedom to choose for my own self has been altered. It has been destroyed. I, I no longer have control over my life. And so I don't apologize for using that terminology. It, does it mean it's a total destruction? Not necessarily in every case. In some cases, yeah. That's definitely the case, but I think uh, it is a level of destroying that goes on whenever government touches your life. Okay. Here's here's my opinion, and, I mean, you can take it or leave it, but I think that uh, the use of, or the overuse, at least, of hyperbole really doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, if If you have one side of a debate that's using it and another one that's speaking in, in plain common-sense terms, I think the the people that are talking the sense are going to win every time. Um, so, how would you describe you what government does to people? Before you go on, OJ, I mean, I, I in in defense of my partner here, um, there's sometimes it's not hyperbole. Certainly, the guy oh, who I got understand. it, certainly the guy who got it in the back um, on the in the Bart uh, subway station, his life was destroyed, right? Oh yes. Okay, yes. so government does destroy lives. It just, you know, where does where does the where is that point of destruction? I suppose that that point of destruction is when they have, uh, you know, impoverished you entirely, destroyed, you know, taken your your bit, put you completely out of business, um, and or be like maimed you in some way. That sounds like destruction, and I can certainly find an example where they've done every one of those things. Yeah, yeah, but those the re- and those examples are newsworthy largely because they're. Relatively rare. I'm not saying they don't happen on a governments a in. Hold on a second. Well, governments in the 20th century alone were responsible for killing millions of people. About 300 million. 
Yeah. So far more people have died at the hands of the governments of the world than they have died at the hands of private criminals. So the government, it makes a habit of destroying people's lives. That's what government does best. And if they don't destroy your life, they destroy your freedom. Because they won't destroy your life if you do what they say. However, if you do what they say, your freedom has been compromised and, you know, in some cases a great deal. Thanks, OJ, for the call tonight. Thank I appreciate you. it. I think it's a great point, though. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line if i cannot live my life as i intend it any level of infringement upon that is destruction in my opinion it's free talk live this is free talk live it's your show you can bring up anything just dial toll free 800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line and it's ian here with you and nick and mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com all the features are totally free so enjoy those on us including the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts for you to surf around through serious issues to fun stuff you find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com according to the computer privacy handbook Normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. PrivacyHarbor.com, you can go over there and get a free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. We continue with your phone calls. It is Bodie in Costa Rica. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bodie. Hi, how are you? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want to ask you guys what you think of the current economic situation and how that will impact liberty here in the near future, because it looks kind of bad from a lot of angles. Oh, it's and, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been getting worse basically since the uh, the U.S. government created a, a fiat currency, and so I mean, well, really, yeah. the, the question is, how long will the fiat currency last? Well, that, yeah, that's a question, and you know, I, I, for the last week, all I see, I, you know, I go online, and you know, eighty thousand jobs, and then fifty thousand jobs, and then twenty, you know, and they're just, yeah. and I don't know because I'm not there, so I don't know what the actual, if that, you know, is what it actually is. But when it gets like that, you know, I, I and then I start thinking, well, what, what would be the companies that support liberty? If you were to get, I mean, you know, we all live in the big monopolistic world with Walmart and you know, big box stores. But if you were to say, well, hey, I wanted to work for a, a company that, that stood for freedom, you know, what would that be? And I, I couldn't even begin to imagine. And I'm, you know, I, I live down here and I, I freelance and, and it's good, but I'm a little concerned because, you know, the the, the economy starts keeps going like it's going and two, three years from now, it's not going to be anywhere near, you know, it's going to be... I mean, hopefully it's just a temporary thing. Well, I mean, people are always going to need products and services, so I don't think that it's going to be complete disaster necessarily. Uh, but at the same time, the if the dollar does crash and burn, it's going to be a difficult time. It will come back, I think, at, at well, some yeah, point. Well, in the Depression, they were dumping grain into, the, you know, turning the grain back under and dumping the milk out at sea so that the prices would raise, you know, and... and Anyway, I don't know. Hopefully this is nothing like that. But what I am saying is that, that that many jobs are being lost in the reported, you know, unemployment rate in the United States. Is yeah, but who's reporting on it? What I want to know is who's reporting on all of the uh, the new companies that might be starting up in, the, in their place? 
Well, that's the thing is that right now I'm not seeing a lot of that happen. But what, would you get the news? Hold on now. Would, would you get the news on the front page of the Drudge Report if somebody created a new company no, no, in your town? No. 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 no, no so, of course, no. you're going to see the story about Starbucks cutting a thousand jobs and Circuit City sure. going out of business. Sure. But you're not going to see about the, you know, the five new mom and pop businesses well, that opened up. In, 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 my, in my personal experience and in, in my businesses, I, I can tell you that the 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 credit environment is still very tight and and the returns that you can expect or that you maybe you could have expected a year ago and dialed it all in so that you had a decent business plan and right now there's this variable out there that well what's going to happen with the with the currencies and what's going to happen you know and so people aren't really isn't willing to invest and it's kind of well, that, that may be true. I mean, in general, that, that might be true, but that doesn't mean there aren't people out there who will invest. In fact, it could be a great time to start a business if everybody else is too scared to do it. Maybe you should jump in and, and do something about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's kind of my thinking, too. But what I am thinking is, again, that, that if, and it's not just about the money. It's about finding like-minded people. And, you know, yeah, if, if, if it's uh, the assets are... You know, on a in a sale price because they're going to be foreclosed on. You know, buy them up and start a real business that that makes money with it. Bodhi, are and you are you living in Costa Rica or are you just down yeah, there I've temporarily? been living here for 15 years. Okay, so you're pretty much permanently down there. How's the like? Obviously, there's not as much of an economy in place already. Well, that's the thing. The economy here is doing great. We yeah. have it's based a lot. We get. Two and a half million tourists every year. There's three, there's maybe three and a half million locals, and the main business is tourism, ecotourism, and 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 that does. And we do. There's some exporting and agriculture, and we're never going to starve because there's plenty of, you know, plenty of produce. And What's the currency but down there in Costa Rica? It's the Cologne, which is about. Um, well, 1,000 cologne is the smallest bill, which is about $2. And is that and, a Costa Rican currency, or is it... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then 10,000 cologne, which is about $20, is the highest denomination. But so yeah, everybody wants to go through the bank and with credit cards and everything else. But So it sounds like yeah. you're saying that everything's all right down there. What's your concern? Yeah, I mean, you're just now, concerned right that, that uh, the U.S. falling is going to hurt your um, well, market down there? The real estate market in the United States, a lot of the people who have been invested in Southern California and Florida have pulled out their money from the United States, and now they're building developments and condominiums here. And many of those... Great. Sounds like a boom for you. Maybe 20% have stopped at 80%, being 80% done. And I'm sure they'll get finished up. It is the, the, the point being they, they don't have the access to the credit and... And so yeah. yeah it's it's come it's filtering down here but we're you know our situation is 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 a lot better than in a lot of places Well right really now, all you can really do is prepare for yourself you know you can make sure that you've got some savings and you can uh, structure your life to where you're not spending what you're earning where you're you know you've got 10 or 20 or 30% of your money that you're making every month is going into uh, savings and uh, you can prepare yourself, and that's really all you can do. Well, um, well I was just—I was just—I guess as much as anything else, I was curious to see how that, how other libertarians or, or people with that, you know, mindset, um, 
you know, what they think about the whole situation. I don't know. For me, it's business as usual. I thank you for the call tonight, Bodie. Appreciate it. I don't really know either. I don't think nobody can know what's going to happen with the economy, whether the dollar is going to crash. This is this is it. It's final gas for air or whatever. No no one can know. So you have to you have to keep moving forward. Is it a good idea to hedge uh, your you know investments with gold? Heck, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree, and, you know, the the economy hasn't fallen apart yet. We are not in a good place right now, and it doesn't look like it's going to get better before it gets quite a bit worse. So the big question is always, how much worse? And that's I think it's the uncertainty that people have is making them a lot more anxious for a lot of people than the situation they're already in. Now, granted, I think I saw that for December, the unemployment numbers came in, and California had 9% of people unemployed. So theoretically, they're seeking jobs. For America, that's huge. France has a permanent 10% unemployment rate. That's what goes along with having a a government that meddles in the economy. During the Depression, it was like 25%. So, Isn't it 3 or 4 something here in Keene, New Hampshire? Last I checked, it was about 3%. So below the national average. Well below. And I I know that not just as a way to sell New Hampshire, because I know we do that on the show, New Hampshire is doing a lot better than most states. I think it has if not the lowest, one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country now. And the economies around here, it's not as bad as that it, they make it out to be in places like Ohio and California. There wasn't and, as big of a bubble. And Bodie was telling us the last time we talked to him that there's just not as many regulations down there in Costa Rica, so that may be a factor as to why they're doing pretty well. Uh, it's one of the reasons why New Hampshire is doing pretty well, because the government just isn't as big here as it is out in California. It's not siphoning off as much wealth from the people that live here. So rolling back the government is a way to protect the economy. It's free talk live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site. All for you for free. Going back for an entire year at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. Cameron in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cameron. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? What's on your mind, Cameron? Uh, I want to tell you about something you brought up last night uh, toward the end of the show. You brought up a website that my roommate and I frequent called 4chan.org. Yes, it's uh, it's a very uh, unusual website. How would you describe it? I I mean, it depends. I mean, there's a lot of different boards you can go to, and some of them are directed towards TV and movies or health and fitness. But most people tend to go towards what they call the, the the random board, which is what when people who know 4chan think of it, I think of they think of the random board. It's pretty much, I would describe it as uh, what um, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's been described as like the hell of internet. I'm not, I'm not of the internet. I'm not really sure. Like it's pretty much on on the random board. I mean, there's pretty much no rules. I mean, you can do whatever you want uh, as long as it's not illegal technically. I mean, people. Well. I don't you know, know about the, that. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's technically what the rule is, but I think people get away with that. But then again, uh, well, the moderators of the board, 
What's that? I was, I was going to say, the reason why I brought up 4chan last night was because the story we were talking about was a guy that was arrested for child pornography for having hentai. I mean, and so a lot right, of the right, pictures... Right, right, Which is ridiculous, by yeah, the way. I well, mean, it that, is that, ridiculous, but you can find a lot of that stuff over on 4chan, wow. and so if that's illegal now, well, then they're not stopping that. And 4chan no, is known because you can be anonymous, and you can pretty much post uh, what you want anonymously there. It's it's really un, a, not very user-friendly as far as a forum oh, it's so is concerned. Hard. I mean, it took me... It took me months to, I mean, it took me, well, not months, it took me weeks to actually figure out how to how to use it when I first went there. It's not easy to use at all. What would you say the demographic of 4chan is as far as its user base? Um, I mean, you mean we're talking like ages? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would say it's predominantly male, and I would say, I would say ranges from people aged like probably 15 to people, I mean, there's people on there probably, I know people go on there like 30, so probably 15 to 30 male. I mean, there's people outside that demographic, but I would say that's the main group of users. So, so you I mean, were. It, it, what's that? I was just gonna say you were just calling to expound upon 4chan for our listeners. Yeah, well, I, I just I think it's a pretty interesting as far as you know, um, liberty goes because it, it's anonymous. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Granted, the moderators can ban you for whatever they want, but you can pretty much do what you want on there. I don't I don't know. I find it a pretty interesting uh, experiment, almost in. Pretty and pretty much having no rules. I mean, the thing managed to pretty much manages to pretty much regulate itself. They well, so does the free talk live BBS. They're very trouble, you know. There are very few rules on the free talk live BBS, and some people like that, and some people don't. And you know, the nice thing about private property, and that's what we're talking about here. Websites are private property. The nice thing about it is you can set the rules you want to, and you can experiment, and you can see what works well. And if no rules works for you, and other people like that, then great. If having some rules is more effective for you and your goals and what it is you're trying to achieve great if having really restrictive rules is what you're looking for you can have it all with private property and so yeah i think it's kind of interesting i don't really see the point of 4chan i've been there uh, it seems like you know if you want to go and look at hentai that's a you know a good place to do that i mean it depends it depends what you go for that's not my thing that's not what i'm into i go more for i mean there's a lot of funny pictures and funny stories that mm-hmm. people post there i'm i'm more into that i actually got into it because i used to go to i still go to fark.com all the time and they share some of the same user base. That's how I got into Fortune. But I go more for the the, the laughs or the the lulls. The lulls. There you go. Thanks yeah. for the call, Brandon. Appreciate yeah, hearing from you. I love those websites where they you know put up a whole bunch of odd pictures, and you can just kind of look through the odd pictures. But the thing is, is if you go if you search odd pictures on the internet, you largely get the same uh, you know a web you know crappier successfully crappier websites with the, with same, the same pictures over and over again. Okay. I mean, there's. Probably a thousand of them out there, but didn't the 4chan people? And now one of the things that 4chan is is also known for is creating internet memes, and one of those would be like the the lolcats thing that you like so much, Mark. I think yeah, that 4chan, I do like the lolcats. Wasn't that a 4chan thing, pretty much? Oh, I, I don't the know. Lolcats. They come up with all kinds. I wouldn't of that know. Stuff. A lot of the a lot of the internet memes and uh, the, the, how to define uh, the term meme. Oh gosh, a meme is to... uh, sort of an idea or a uh, it's an inside joke. A meme is sort of like an inside joke. It's usually something you can pass around too, right? You can p- spread the meme basically. Uh but anyway, there's a lot of that uh, that comes out of 4chan and there you go. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue with Dave in the People's Republic of Somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, good evening, guys. Well, good it always evening. comes down to fiat money, doesn't it? Well, a lot of things comes down to the fiat money system. I mean, it's one of the reasons why things are in a bad way today. But go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, well, I, I actually, I just wanted to correct you a little bit. You said you uh, received three ounces of silver today? Yes, sir. Uh, you sure you didn't receive three silver dollars? 
Uh, yeah, that's what they were, silver, silver yeah. dollars. Or okay. are they not one-ounce uh, pieces? I guess I didn't look that close. Oh, they weigh a little more. They, you know, government throws a, something else in there to make them stronger, I think. But uh, there's an ounce of silver. But a dollar plus... original, a, a dollar originally, and I believe that still the definition of a dollar is an ounce of silver, a, right? a, a, you know, a certain amount of silver. Actually, I think it's slightly less. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So anyway, since that was for the AMP program, I'm just curious as to what kind of ideas you guys have got to market and promote using real silver dollars to spread freedom throughout the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, likely wow, um, the, the person in... Uh, not to put you on the spot or anything. You know, silver is, uh, you know, it's not as liquid as uh, cash dollars, yeah. and I don't think that Talkers Magazine or Google um, are going to be taking uh, the silver, so likely uh, we'll buy the silver ourselves. Cash from, it out. And, yeah, cash it out and give, it to, and give the money then to the AMP program. What do you think about that? I thought maybe you'd run some kind of promotion where somebody maybe get their hands on it. You know, it's an interesting idea, and something that I'm actually looking into is having some Free Talk Live silver pieces minted. I'm actually in the process of, uh, of looking into that, and I don't know what we would do with it. Maybe we would auction them off, make a limited amount of them. I, I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition. I've, I've kind of been getting quotes on what it would cost to have something like that done. I think that would be kind of fun, you know, put our logo on a one-ounce silver piece. It's a very usable logo for a, one ounce, for, for a piece, or a circular piece. Oh, it would look pretty cool on there, but see, then you end up doing the Liberty Dollar thing. Well, well no, you just don't, you you know, just don't put a... The Liberty you Dollar the stepped in it when they put a dollar sign on their stuff. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Liberty Dollar got raided because they had a big operation with, you know, a few million dollars worth of metal. I'm talking about a, a few hundred pieces. And it pieces. was alternative barter currency, essentially. It wasn't yeah. just a promotional piece. Yeah, I'm oh, just... what, do you think, what do you think a Free Talk Live dollar would turn into? What, what would it turn into? Uh, that would be a free yeah, talk live. That would be a free talk live one ounce piece is what we would be. Yeah, having. I wouldn't oh. call it a dollar. That's for sure. Oh, okay. All right. But well, what, when you say turn into, what do you mean by that? Oh, it seems to me that would become the new uh, currency for New Hampshire. At least. <laughs> I don't know about that. There are definitely some people interested in creating some alternative currencies up here. I don't know what their progress is on doing that. It seems to be coming along slowly. I don't know how much capital they have. I don't know what their uh, their story is at this moment. But certainly there's some interest in having some alternative currencies up here. I don't think it's going to be ours. I think this would be more of a novelty item than anything else. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys know about the law on engraving those things? The law on engraving a silver piece? Yeah, a silver dollar from the U.S. government. Mm, you is mean that a crime against the state? Might, or likely is that defacement. Allowed? That's probably. I'm likely. guessing that's defacement. But you can. I think it's been ruled that you can stamp on a on a note on a dollar as long as you don't completely obscure what like a serial, serial number. number. But the for the Fantastic Four movie, they had uh, Silver Surfer sticker things that they put on quarters. So they made their own Silver Surfer quarters. Um, it was just a sticker that they put on a quarter and. And apparently that that created That's a big okay. stink. Oh, that was that was a stink. Not okay. It, really? Not okay. Wow. Yeah, those yeah, government people sure, are really they uppity. They sure like the monopoly on the money thing. It, that's a damn shame. Yeah, I they're really you. uppity about all that. So that's why we just have to go and create our own alternative currencies. Dave, thanks for the call. I, by the way, sent you an email about the AMP thing, so thank you, dude. 800-259-9231. So yes, we will accept 
uh, alternative AMP payments. But really, the uh, the credit card thing is the most valuable. Uh, credit card or PayPal monthly subscriptions are the most valuable because it keeps it coming in consistently, and we can turn it right back around and, and buy things. With Silver it. isn't very liquid. In libertarian circles, if you had somebody you want to pay that's also into the hard currency thing, it's somewhat liquid, but not as much as dollars or... I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. I absolutely do. 800-259-9231. It's just that one works better for the AMP purposes than the other. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. Dozens of categories in which to shop. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. The brands you trust, reviews from the users. I mean, it really, there's no real reason to go to the department stores anymore. Amazon.freetalklive.com has got it all. Plus, uh, you can even buy used items, so you need to save a few bucks. Buy used, and we'll still get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. So I want to come back around to a topic we've kind of been off and on, uh, off and on, on all night on this show. And that was the discussion we had about stupidity. And whether or not people that are indoctrinated by the system are, in my opinion, ignorant or, in Mark's, as Mark suggested, are they just stupid? I mean, have, if they, especially you, you I'm made not, the, the I'm, point. I'm not saying that there's a difference. Uh, no, I'm using the terminology stupid in, an, uh, in a uh, colloquial sense and you know, with a broad brush and saying that ignorance, stupidity, uh, you know, the desire not to learn, cognitive dissonance, all of these things I'm just calling stupidity. It's an insulting term. Uh, That's what I don't like about it. I th- I feel like I feel like it's just too looking down your nose at somebody. It's and if that's what makes you feel good, Mark, then you know by all means uh, you should call them whatever you want to. But I just feel like these people have the potential to to know more. They can learn. Uh, should they decide they want to, they can come to. I, these it's not that I don't believe that people individually can come. To, I absolutely do. People believe that people individually can come to understand the concept of of liberty. It is the the sort of the masses, as it were, this group think. And I'm I'm, I'm absolutely. You were one of those people at one point, right? Absolutely true. I you know I I, I, I when when confronted with logic, I was unable to turn away. So you're saying that's what makes you better. Yeah, I'm not turning away from the, the logic. Yes. Okay. When, <laughs> when, when shown that the what what is being told to me is the truth, I don't continue to believe lies. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely understand exactly where you're coming from, and I can just all I can say in defense of those folks is that their lies are comfortable. That their lies that they believe are comfortable to them, that's what they, what they believed all their life, and perhaps maybe we're dealing with people that are a little on the older side, maybe maybe more reluctant uh, to change. Maybe you came across these truths earlier on and it made it easier for you to accept. That, I suppose, could be a, a, a factor. But I believe that uh, there's comfort in where they are, and going outside of that zone creates that cognitive dissonance. They don't want to feel that, so they just put it aside. Maybe they're not even listening too closely. Maybe they're not really processing what you're having to say, simply because it's too uncomfortable for them to realize the 
the magnanimousness of how wrong they were. I mean, it's, it's Magna, mag, magnanimity, magnanimity. Uh, of how wrong they actually were. That could be a tough thing to, to come to grips with, well, I think. You know, I, I don't even know that it's that far along. I, I was talking to the one, the, the gal on talk back there, and, and you know, she said she on the, the marijuana topic and saying how immoral the war on drugs is, and I, I was just beating her into a corner on it, and she said, well, I, I, I know I'm waffling here, and she, she knew she had no place to go, yeah. but she wouldn't stand up and do anything. And I asked her, really, what does, what different what how different are you from the guy um, who was working at the concentration camp sure you didn't throw anybody into a gas chamber but you were there you could have done something about it she's like but i'm just a, i'm just a city council person and i'm like well stand up in front of the city council the sk- city council takes a stand the city council tells the uh, chief fire of police the police chief that we're going to cut your budget unless you make marijuana the lowest priority you know you just just keep on pounding these people sure. and do what is right but what about and she just waffled and waffled, and now today, is she doing anything different? No. No, No, she's not. That's immoral. It is, but to her, her morality's different. No, it's not, because she couldn't even make a point in her own defense. Her morality is how comfortable she is. I've got her words right here. Nikki, did you want to jump in here before I go into this? Uh, No, you're on a roll. I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, Here are her words, because she sent me an email asking me about, well, she actually was asking about the internet stream that we do of her show. So if you want to hear what we're talking about, this interaction with uh, Cynthia, who's one of the uh, the city councilors here in Keene, New Hampshire, you can listen to the Free Talk Live live stream between... Between 9 a.m. and noon on Saturdays, Eastern Time, and you'll be able to hear this, uh, her show, which we make a habit of calling into the Liberty Activists in the area and sometimes across the world, uh, will call into uh, to give these people the pro-liberty viewpoint. And so here's what she uh, was asking. She says, why have the Free Staters chosen my show to listen to and participate in? I'm not sure if it's a compliment or something else. I responded by saying, Cynthia, your show is unique and keen. It's widely listened to among those who care about what goes on, from what I can tell. Plus, if we can influence those of you who can control the lives of others to lessen that control, it's worthwhile. Cynthia's show is like waving meat in front of a wild cat when it comes to Free Staters. I'm sorry. It's politicians getting up there, patting each each other on the back i'm uh, you know violent dangerous people who you know essentially mafia dons and pinstripe suits saying how great and good they are Mm -hmm. of course that draws out free staters Slowly influencing the listeners in a pro-liberty direction is also a positive. Finally, it sends a message to those who actively support controlling others that we are not going away and that our ranks are growing. Hope that answers your question. So she wrote back, thanks for the explanation. Now, this is where we get into her mindset here, so listen carefully. I don't think of myself as one who wants to control the lives of others. She puts that part in quotes because that's what I said originally. Uh, She says, I just want everyone protected and for their lives to go comfortably. I honestly believe the only way to do that is to be as certain as possible that everyone lives by reasonable rules. The best I can say for myself is I try to be fair, and I do get a lot of people telling me they turn off the radio when the Free Staters come on. You know, I I understand that's got to be a real dilemma. It's got to be a real dilemma, and I'm not so sure. People say that they turn off the radio when they don't. Oh, yeah, sure. They they say that a lot. They just want her to stop taking our calls is what they want. Just stop taking the Free Stater calls. I, I think there's a difference, though, because essentially I think the game a lot of people play is they're trying to use softer words. 
most people don't want to think of themselves as people who are violent or initiate force or want to Absolutely. control other people. But essentially, in that email, she said, I don't consider myself this, but yes, I do want to control you because if I think it's necessary. Right. So Anything I don't that she think decides it, is necessary. But I, I think it's more a question of morality. I think it's more a question of, you know, either you do or you don't. I don't think that makes somebody stupid. I think it makes them... Not necessarily dishonest with themselves. I think they might want to play some word games with themselves to sort of soften the blow. But I don't think they're necessarily lying to themselves about the viewpoint that they have. They would phrase it differently than you or myself. But then again, we would phrase our worldviews differently than our opponents. So they might say you're a crazy anarchist who wants no rules and disorder. You would clarify. They might have a, a shaded view of how you think about yourself. But essentially, they're correct that you don't want a government, and you would agree, you would just phrase it differently. So I think in some ways, it's, it's to some extent, a semantics game more than the, what actually is behind it, with the actual issues behind it. You know, I think that um, I, my I, I'm not saying that I hope this, but I'm just saying that I think that the, the likely result is that uh, the Free State Project members will drive, uh, you know, talk back off the air. And or that's what it takes. They will stop taking the calls, one of the two. Yeah, I'm not sure, but here's what I wrote back to her. Cynthia, you're a very nice person, and I know you have the best of intentions. I really appreciate you've been so approachable and communicative in our interactions. You certainly had no obligation to invite me into your studio, and it's a credit to your open-mindedness that you had me in to talk. I understand that those who support the status quo are likely quite vocal toward you and their distaste for the freedom, our freedom message. I've heard them call the show and complain, so I imagine that means they're calling you at home and emailing you as well. Surely, your time in radio tells you that those who dislike programming are more likely to complain than those who appreciate programming are to compliment. Cognitive dissonance is a powerful feeling and motivator. Indeed, it would be uncomfortable to think of yourself in any way other than believing you're doing what's best. However, the reality of the situation is that no one is free to truly disagree with the system that you are a part of. As I pointed out on air, if I decide to stop paying for the government schools, I'll have my house stolen from me on paper. Then if I don't leave, men with guns will force me and my family out. If I live in the historic district and decide to paint my house without begging permission from my master, the city of Keen, I will be punished, likely with jail. As a final example of the absurd situation we're in, an associate of mine had his freedom stolen from him for holding a plant in his hand. Your rules may, your rules you may find reasonable, while others find them abhorrent. In a free market, when I disagree with certain rules, I can choose not to do business with the entities that hold those rules. For instance, I can choose not to eat at a place that requires I wear formal clothing. The formal dining restaurant will not raid my home and terrorize my family at gunpoint to force me to put on a suit and attend their pricey dinner party. Seeing the gun in the room can be an uncomfortable thing to someone who believes in the system, but I assure Especially you... Especially when they hold the gun. Yeah. But I assure you, it is there. Uh, there's a little bit more, but we're out of time. So uh, it has been Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.